Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Hi, this is Max Franks, resident pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church, and it is a joy to be on this podcast with you today. Today's reading comes from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. It's uh, a bit from Paul's letter to this early and emerging Christian community, and they're struggling to be one community, uh, breaking up into factions due to various gifts that they've perceived to come from different spirits. And what Paul is saying to this community is that though the gifts may vary, all of them originate from the one Holy Spirit who guided Jesus and is there in that community, guiding them into one body. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. 
to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of the one Spirit. In this meditation today, I want us to think about the different ways that our God-given gifts complement one another. It's how our gifts come together that allows the Spirit to form us into this one body, instead of allowing these gifts to separate us or cause us to size up one another, competing with each other, separating one another. Right now, we are amidst the season of graduation and parties, and it got me thinking. In a couple of weeks, my wife Liz and I will be celebrating our fourth wedding anniversary. And I thought to myself, well, four years is what it takes to get a bachelor's degree, so it's sort of like I'm graduating with my bachelor's degree in marriage. And I remember before our wedding, perhaps like many of you attending premarital counseling through our church, And Liz and I were assigned to a lovely couple who had been married for many years. Combined, I think they had the equivalent of like five PhDs in marriage. So it was great to learn and have guided conversations with them about how to handle conflict, how to make decisions, and most importantly, how to communicate. It's communication, fundamentally, they taught us, that can make or break a relationship, especially marriage. It's the glue, they said, that holds a marriage together. And I agree. In his book, Immortal Diamond, theologian Richard Rohr refers to the Holy Spirit as the goodness glue that connects everything. It keeps everything intact. The state of sin, Rohr says, is when you disconnect. Anytime you do something hurtful, you're not living out of connection and love, but out of disconnection and fear. For example, we know this from mass murderers. The perpetrators tend to be very disconnected people. So if communication and the Holy Spirit are fundamental in our relationships, it means God is deeply invested in how we relate and connect with each other. And what's interesting about connection and compatibility, particularly within marriages, is that Opposites attract, which isn't always true. It's folk wisdom, but there is some truth in it, actually. What relationship therapists say is that often complementary traits, skills, or strengths are what people mean by opposites attract. And complementary traits make good relationship matches. It's like two differently shaped pieces coming together and fitting together. This is why there are so many extrovert-introvert couples. Not all couples are paired this way, but it's significantly common. And it doesn't suggest that marriages shared by two similar types are doomed. Lots of great couples are two introvert or two extrovert marriages, and they're totally happy. 
But what experts say is key in relationships is that there is loving connection and communication that seeks to cultivate harmony by working together towards a common goal and a shared life. In my own marriage, for example, I'm not good at laundry. I'm sure I could get better with more practice and effort, but if you saw how effortful and long it takes me to fold a load of laundry, you'd step in and take over because it's just hard to watch. On the other hand, my wife can fold a shirt so it looks like it just came fresh from a store in a matter of seconds. But as it goes for me in laundry, so it goes with her in cooking. So anytime I'm out of town, she eats macaroni and cheese, and when she's out of town, she ends up coming home to wrinkly folded laundry. It's one example of how we're better together and complement one another. Oh, and she's the extrovert if you haven't figured it out already. Today in our scripture reading, Paul is writing to an emerging Christian community in Corinth, this ancient Greek city. And these folks in Corinth, they're struggling to figure out how to be a faithful community together, to be, as Paul puts it, the body of Christ. Paul says that the particular way the Spirit and the Spirit's gifts are given to each person is for the common good. Paul's word for this gift, charism, it's a a gift that's given to you not just for your own self, but to build up the community, to build up the society. In other words, as an individual, you don't have the full responsibility of putting it all together. And this perfectionism culture we live in, Paul would say, isn't what God desires for us or how we were created to be in community with each other. What God desires is for us to discover our gifts and to use them for the benefit of all. And having certain gifts isn't a reason for you to feel prideful, nor a reason for feeling insecure or shameful about the areas where you may lack. The lack, or better put, space, is there waiting for your neighbor, for your spouse, your friend, or community. It's like we're all puzzle pieces with empty spaces. They're there with the purpose of connecting us, not to make us feel self-conscious about being unable to be all things to everyone. But for that connection to happen, we have to first identify our spaces, whether we're the chef or the laundry expert. And secondly, we have to be open to the gift of our neighbor to meet us in our need. In our strengths, we get to be on the lookout for where our gifts intersect with the needs of our community or in the lives of others we encounter. And it's a completely different way of living than one where we size up one another and feel poorly about our spaces. And without each other, without the Spirit nudging us into community, we don't get to experience the gift of living in community, sharing ourselves and our complementary gifts with each other, learning from one another, and growing together more fully into whom God created us to be. When we humbly and honestly recognize that we can't be and weren't created to be everything alone, we learn to see the spaces in ourselves and in others as opportunities and possibilities for building up and connecting the body of Christ 
rather than problems we must deal with on our own. When we try to be holy without one another, it doesn't work because only the whole is holy, glued together by this Holy Spirit into this diverse collection of a loving body we call here St. Paul. And what makes for a good and whole community? It's diversity, Paul says. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, he says. Whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, we were all given of one spirit to drink. The body, Paul says, is not a single part, but many. Sameness is bland. It's sterile. It's not the kind of design God likes to work with. Just look at the diversity in our creation. And it's why the Spirit forms the early church through diversity, not just diversity in gifts, but also in its members, because it's fertile ground. But we're also trained to compare and compete, and that's the world many of us live in during the day. The gospel undercuts that, though, by saying we're created for one another, that we're meant to be one, and that each of us is a unique individual And in holding our oneness and our individuality together, it reveals the Christian mystery and makes the body of Christ come into fruition. And in that, that there's deep love and communication, complementary gifts, building each other up, and taking part in something that builds up not only you, but everyone else. In that, there's freedom. In that, the Spirit moves As 2 Corinthians says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. However, today, it's easier than ever to live a disconnected life. And it can sometimes be disguised as convenience. You can order almost anything to come to your door from the comfort of your own home and never leave. Which brings brings to mind, for me, Rohr's earlier point, that theologian, about the state of sin being disconnection. It may feel like freedom, but in that, there's something missing. There's a space waiting to be filled. Behind our devices, we have more opportunities than ever to compare ourselves with edited depictions of others seemingly living ecstatic lives on social media. It plays a huge role in some increased levels of depression and anxiety in our society, no doubt. We live in the most comfortable and convenient times ever in the history of the world. Yet even with Amazon Prime and air-conditioned cars, our world still suffers greatly, lacking what it needs the most. Deep and meaningful relationships, connection, and community. It's stunning how disconnected we can be, how competitive and how impulsive we are in comparing ourselves to others judging others, pulling others down to make ourselves feel better, as if there's any freedom in that. It's the same problem that Paul addressed in Corinth. There's nothing new under the sun. As Christian people, we get to live differently in the world, not seeing our lacking or our spaces as ailments, but as opportunities for the Spirit to pull us together so all of our complementary gifts can be shared with and for one another for the common good. My encouragement this week 
is to reflect upon the gifts that you have and that you can share. What are the gifts of those around you also? No judgment, no shame, just love and acceptance. I think we all know this is bigger than folding clothes or preparing a meal. It goes deeper than whether we're introverted or extroverted. It's about getting to know each other deeply and truly seeing the other person just as they are, a part of the one body, beautifully, uniquely, and intentionally gifted by God. Amen. Let's pray the prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So go out into the world knowing that God has uniquely and specifically gifted you for the purposes of connecting those gifts together with others for the common good. Rejoice in this sharing. Rejoice in the gifts of everyone in the one body. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.